Hold up, hold up. Folks, we've got some exciting news for you right now, right here on Sleep Tech Talk. Want to let you know that we are looking for 2023's Person of the Year. That's right, Sleep Tech Talk's 2023 Person of the Year. How are we going to do that? Well, listen up. Every Any guest that's been on the show so far, and any guest that's going to be on our show for this year, 2023, are all nominees or all candidates for this recognition. And how you can help is by listening and or viewing that specific episode. We're going to be counting the number of plays for each episode. We're going to be counting the number of listens for each episode and taking that into consideration. If you have anybody that you think should be a candidate, let us know. And we will see what we can do to get them on board as a nominee. At the same time, we need your help to make this happen, to select that person of the year. Along the way, we hope to introduce some other awards as well. But in the, in the meanwhile, do everybody a favor, do us a favor, and listen in to your favorite guest. So by early next year, 2024, we'll be announcing the winners. Now back to the show. All right, another day, another show. It's time for some pre-cows. All right, gents, what's going on today? Gary, we've got uh, Joseph Anderson joining us from PriorityHealthEducation.com. Joe has uh, an amazing history in, in sleep technology. It's going to be fun to hear about his story, the, the evolution of his career, and, and what he's got going on. He's, he's, he's done a lot over these many years, and it's going to be fun to hear, hear his story. Excellent. Um, so when you say he's done a lot, like how far back does this go? You know, he, you know, when he started using words like health dying, that was a clear indication that uh, he was, this definitely was in the 90s um, when he, we did that. Because, you know, they, they merged with Respironics at the end of the 90s. Right, and, right. And um, so when, when we, we hear those kinds of words, uh, you know, out of somebody, you know, they've, they've been around a while. So uh, fun journey. Hey, he's he's old enough to be sentimental about sleep, like us guys. <laughs> nice. That's that's. A... Oh man, uh, uh, old enough to be sentimental about sleep, like us guys. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what though? We we need people like him who are are teaching the younger generation, and and you know, Lord knows we need more people. Uh, there there should be a groundswell right now of trying to get more people involved in. In becoming sleep technologists, you know, I know that there's always there's been this fear for the last several years about you know what about new technologies they're going to take right. away our jobs. But I swear to you, there's not a lab that I talk to or in, engage with that uh, that doesn't need to hire sleep techs right now. And you know, if you think about um, the number of techs who've been hired into other types of positions, like Inspire Medical has hired a bunch of sleep techs. Well, right. somebody's got to fill those roles to yeah. actually do the sleep studies on the patients. So, you know, we we've got to somehow figure out a way to 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 grow that you know that part of our industry um, so that we we can continue to take care of about the people who are not renewing their their RPSGT certification and. You know, uh, to me, that's uh, that's something that that needs to be addressed. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 
Preach, preach. Yes. Hey, can we get an amen? But That's I, right. agree, I agree with you there. Uh, you know, there needs to be a certain amount of passion. And based on what you're saying, Emerson, I think I think uh, we're going to be able to listen to that. So talking about that, I think it's a good segue. Let's move on to the show. Lights out. Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of Sleep Tech Talk, the sleep podcast bringing a new wavelength to sleep technology. With your hosts and friends, Robert Miller, Emerson Kerr, and me, Dr. Gerald George Money Corrode. Hey, folks, we can't thank you enough for all the love that you've been showing us, but please don't forget to stop. Don't forget to stop and hit the like button, smash that like button, share the podcast with all your friends and hit subscribe. If you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, be sure to uh, do the star ratings, whatever you need to do, add a comment, please. It helps the algorithm and then it's because of you we keep growing. With that, I'm gonna toss it off to Emerson. Hey Emerson, why don't you tell us what's going on today? All right, thanks Jerry. Well, we're excited to have uh, Joseph Anderson. Joe, who we're calling, Joe Anderson. Uh, he is an international speaker and educator who is multi-credentialed in sleep, clinical sleep health education, respiratory therapy, and pulmonary function, and is also a fellow with the American Association of Sleep Technologists. He is an author of numerous sleep and respiratory publications and texts. So Joe developed the industry's first digital interactive sleep education program, the first sleep podcast series and the first sleep education app for both Apple and Android. He's also co-founded the world's oldest continuous non-brick and mortar sleep education company called PriorityHealthEducation.com. He remains their director of education. Currently, Joe lives in Martinsville, Virginia and works as clinical manager and patient care coordinator for sleep, EEG wound care and hyperbaric medicine for LifePoint Health. Joe, what an incredible history. We're so lucky to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Um, as you know, we, you know, from listening to the show, one of the things we like to do is ask the great question of how you got here. Um, and, and one of the things Robert does like to ask is if you know your your RPSGT number off the top of your head, what is that number? 1757. Uh, nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Way to go. Excellent. Well, thank you for all that you've done for sleep medicine, sleep technology in particular. But uh, Joe, when you when you began to look at your career and you think back over how you got into sleep technology, how did you get here? Well, it's like everything else, you know, it, it's it's been a journey. I've been very fortunate. And as I teach my students, most of us didn't get into the field of sleep as our first career choice. Uh, for most of us, it's been a second or a third or even fourth career choice. And for me, it's it was the same way. I had um, gotten out of the Army back a very, very long time ago, got out of the Army and was going to school at uh, Florida Atlantic University with uh, my direction of going to MIT to be an ocean engineer. <clears throat> And I was on track to do that. 
and ended up wrecking a motorcycle. And I wrecked it really, really bad and ended up spending seven months in the hospital with seven surgeries and three years of rehab. And because of that, that meant I, ocean engineering was no longer a career path for me. I wasn't gonna be able to go diving and doing those kind of things. But while I was in the hospital, I kind of looked around and said, well, what am I gonna do now? I've got the GI Bill where, you know, I've got to find a new career path. Make a long story short, I ended up choosing respiratory therapy and uh, loved it. Became a respiratory therapist. And then a few years after that, a neonatal respiratory therapist and pulmonary function guy. And, and through all this, I was teaching. I've been teaching for 36 years. Um, so there's a lot of credentials after my name, but it's really because I felt if I was teaching it, I needed to be credentialed in it. Um, so I opened up a DME company and I teamed up with who at the time was a gentleman who was vice president of uh, marketing for Marriott. And we bought seven, uh, what were they? I have it written down here so I can remember. Night, the Healthine Night Watch systems, I think, that Noel Booker was selling back in those days. And we were going to sell franchises across Florida and get rich, you know, because this is a new thing, sleep. And we had a lot of people coming up from South America. I knew nothing about sleep, but I was a respiratory therapist. I figured I could probably figure it out with Noel's help. Anyway, um, this gentleman ended up dying in a plane crash in Europe. And that kind of ended that pathway. So I took a position at uh, Broward Neurological Institute in the, in Fort Lauderdale, and they trained me in sleep. And three years later, I took my boards, 1757, and I remember thinking, man, there's all these people ahead of me. I, you know, I'm like this newbie guy. Uh, again, got fortunate, got hired on by um, Centrum uh, Medics out in California. Went out there as product manager when we were transitioning from analog to digital. So got a great education was there for a number of years and then came to Virginia to be product manager for Sleepmate Technologies and later VP of sales and marketing. And during that time, we started a training series called Professional Training Series, real original name. <clears throat> and I hired Laura Lindley, who had her own school in Rockford, Illinois at the time to come out and, and help and I, I wrote the content and, and uh, hired a professional film crew and we made all these videos teaching techs how to measure and how to place sensors. Again, Sleepmate sponsored this. And um, we did that until we sold the company to Ambu. And uh, uh, Ambu didn't want any part of the education side of things. So uh, as part of my separation agreement, I was able to keep everything that I had started education-wise. And that's where Priority Health Education started in 2008. And about the same time, I met a gentleman by the name of Alan Hickey. I don't know if you guys know Alan. He um, had some publications back in the day, but he owns a company called Arrow, I think it is, Arrow Publications. And he and I worked together to do the the app for iOS, um, for Apple, and for um, Android. And we put out a, um, 
an app where the techs could go and, and study, kind of self-study for their boards. So all, all these years I've been doing these little education things. And when I look back on, on my career now, I've been fortunate. I've been to 15 countries on four different continents. You know, all, all the travel paid for by somebody else in, in the sleep world, not a dime out of my own pocket. And I always tell my students that the, the field is wide open for whatever you want to do. You know, if you want to be a sleep tech, a day tech, a night tech, an educator, um, um, work in the sleep industry, um, doing like what Robert does now or Emerson doing what you do, the fields are out there and you can make good money and you can make great money. There were times in my career where I was easily making six figures a year. It's not the case anymore because now I'm an old man, you know, running a sleep lab in Martinsville, Virginia. Oh, come on now. You, you've had a, you, you're, you're, you're still quite an asset to everything we do. And, and well, I appreciate gosh, that. we're, we're, we're so thankful for what you've done. Cause you're right. You know, what you were able to do is be a pioneer in how education was brought to sleep technology and, there's only a handful of people that pulled that off as successfully. As a matter of fact, that's how we got connected was I was developing an ASAP program and talked you into right. letting me buy the material from you. And Aren't you in and, Alabama? Uh, I, I had a little program in Alabama. I sure yeah. did. And, and Opelika. But, you know, I think the thing that's interesting when you look at, at your journey, too, is, is just about that forethought of, you know, you've always had the the tech at the center of what you wanted to accomplish and whether it was what priority help and what grew out of that and then the the app you know when you kind of look back and reflect on on you know key points in that journey what would you say were maybe one or two key pivotal points that you know turned your your the course of your direction in one one way or another well <clears throat> I would have to say meeting Lori Lindley was one of those because I, mean, I found I, I had the same experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I found in her a, a person who loves to teach and having that same that same inner drive inside me. If if I did nothing more in my life other than teach, I I would be happy at doing that. And priority health education in its heyday, and it's not in its heyday anymore, but in its heyday, I made my living doing that. You know, I was able to travel all over the country. And we did classes in Bogota. We did classes in Prague. You know, we did classes all over the place. So didn't make a lot of money at it, but I was able to make a living at it. And then things changed and we weren't able to do it anymore to that extreme. There weren't, we weren't teaching that many students any longer. Um, but we didn't want to close the doors. We wanted to keep it open. So I went back to work in a sleep lab, work, working for the VA, and then eventually here. And now we still have it, and I still teach. And it's because I, I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm teaching. So if I can make enough money to cover most of my costs, I'll do this until I can't do it anymore. So I think meeting her was, was one of those points. That, that made the big change for me. <clears throat> and then the, the second person I think that, that was uh, put me in a different direction was uh, Dr. DeMint. 
I was able to meet him a couple of times. I can't sit here and tell you that he and I were best of buddies, but he and I met several times and, and had some long conversations. And one day <clears throat> at a sleep meeting, and I, and I don't know if you remember Dr. DeMann in his later years, he was kind of humped over, you know, walking like an old man walks, you know, and he's walking through this conference and it's like, nobody knew who he was. None of these texts knew who this man was. And he just walked through them. And to me, this is a rock star guy. So he's walking through. And at that point, I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure people know who Dr. Dement is. So I teach about him in my class. You know, I show pictures of him and, and, and what he represented to our industry, not just him, but others. But I have pictures of him in front of some of the old brass machines. And I learned on a Model 5 paper grass machine. I, I, I truly am an old fart. You know, that's where I started was analog paper stuff and then transition into digital. So I think those two, and they're both obviously people, human beings are what um, turned my life around to go in certain directions. Laura ta taught me that I can be an educator and I can make a living at it. And Dr. DeMint, in his own way, whether he knew it or not, taught me the value of making sure people remembered our history, uh, because without remembering history, we can't define our future. Um, and we are all here for the future. So, Joe, go ahead, Robert. Go ahead. That's all right. Um, hey, thank you for your service, by the way. If we didn't say that earlier, we, we appreciate that. We always want to acknowledge that we have a veteran on the, on the show. So thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, and Joseph, I know that you keep up with, you, you know where we came from. You just talked about, you know, learning the field on a, on a grass machine. And, and I, too, learned on a grass and a neon code and polygraph machine, um, you know, way back in the day. But, you know, knowing all of the, the new technologies and AI and, and that sort of thing. And, and I know that at the Carolina Sleep Society conference this fall, I'll put a little plug in for the Carolina Sleep Society meeting. Um, I know you're going to be a speaker, and you're going to talk about the next 20 years. Um, you want to give us a little bit of a preview of what, what that presentation is going to look like? Sure. First, let me say that the CSS meeting is my absolute favorite meeting to go to. You know, and I do fortunately still speak at three or four uh, meetings. I'm going to go to Casper, Wyoming this year to speak, so, so that, that's pretty exciting. But what we're going to look at, at at Carolina and Myrtle Beach is looking into our sleep crystal ball, if you will, and see where we're going. Andrea Rambert talked about um, AI, you know, and truly, certainly AI is a big thing right now. But if we look back at the history, remember, we've got to look at our history to see our future, right? We look at our history. We were scared to death when Autoscore was coming out for our sleep studies. They're going to put us out of a job. Then we were scared to death when the home sleep testing came out. Oh my gosh, that's going to put us out of a job, you know. And now we're looking at some of the other AI stuff that's out there with um, some of these software companies, and we wonder is that going to put us put us out of a job? But when we look in our crystal ball, none of that's putting us out of our job. It's it's elevating our careers is what it's doing. It's making sure that we are no longer just. Um, People come in and glue electrodes onto somebody's head. We have to be clinicians. Uh, Jerry, we have to be your, your right hand. You know, you have to be able to depend on, on us 
like you would depend on any anybody else. Um, when I got out of the army, my my first job as I was going to school was working for an engineer, and I did concrete slump testing, which means I was testing a concrete that was going into bridge supports. And this engineer would sign off on my work. He trusted me to do my job correctly, and he put his signature on it. Well, that's where we are now as uh, techs, you know, with the CCAH credential, with the pediatric specialty uh, endorsements that we have now. And there's going to be more, I expect. I don't know. I expect it's going to be a, a, a geriatric specialty at, at some point because we, we need that. So looking in that crystal ball, that's where I see us. I see the field being elevated. I see that um, there's probably going to be fewer sleep beds uh, in this country, but they're going to be more specialized beds. We're going to see home sleep testing expand even, even further. And we're going to see that equipment that's used in home sleep testing. Look at what, and I, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. Look at what Knox is doing these days and, and what's coming down their path you know, from Iceland. There's a lot of wonderful high-tech products that are coming out and um, education for us is gonna be a big key for that. Yeah, Joe, I'm so glad to hear you say that because you know, I was speaking at Marietta Southern Sleep Society meeting last weekend for the AST. And one of the things that I spoke about was, you know, techs, sleep techs take care of sleep patients because people take care of people. And, you know, our roles are going to change. They're going to evolve. But it's how do we harness technology to work for us? You know, one of the passions that we have on our show is, is that how do, you know, the CCSH and the sleep coach, the sleep navigator, sleep educator, how do they become more empowered in what they do? When you're teaching now and, and then you, you've had, you've been able to see our, our industry change so much from beginning of, of your, your education program to now, how are you really helping these up and coming techs that are sitting for the registry or the CCSH? How do you, how do you kind of infuse them with your passion? Because I think that's what, at the end of the day, I've, I've seen in you is that drive and passion and love for our field. How do you, how do you, how do you help you know transfer that to these students? What what do you key in on? Well, I I got a code blue going on. Sorry, I'm at my desk. <laughs> um, I think the number one thing you do is you show them the importance of our industry. One of the reasons I chose respiratory was because when I went in that field. I could see that I made an immediate difference to my patients. And one of the things that we see in sleep is we can make an immediate difference in our patients' lives. Not all of them. They're not all going to listen to what the physician says or what we say or care what we try to uh, do with them. But if we can teach the up-and-coming tech the, the, the passion and the uh, empathy and the drive for um, continually to educate themselves and that this is not a job, this is a career. If you want a job, go, go. There's plenty of jobs out there, you know, but this is a, a career and it's a great career for someone 
to come into without a lot of money up front, without a lot of initial time investment, and then they can make it whatever they want to make it to. Look what, uh, uh, Jerry, I don't know you, you very well at all, but Robert and Emerson, I know you guys very, very well. And look what you have done with your careers and the impacts that you have made. And this podcast right here is going to have an impact on future sleep techs. We just got to get them to know about it, you know, and get them to watch it. And so I think education is the biggest thing. And that's in my little crystal ball in Myrtle Beach is going to be really pushing education, not my education. I'm not going to be around that much longer. You know, I'm talking about you guys and the kids that are coming up after us. They're going to be not only the students, but the teachers, and they're the ones we got to put the fire in. Joe, um, once again, thank you so much for your service uh, to the nation. We sincerely appreciate it. And we thank you so much for the service you have given and delivered to the sleep industry. I was just going to mentioned earlier when you talked about uh, talked about Dement, uh, Dr. Dement, and how nobody recognized him. You know, Emerson and I have a kind of a little story about that years ago. But um, for those of you listening, these guys, uh, Joe had the original Sleep Tech Talk uh, podcast back in the day, and he had Dr. Dement as a guest on it. So it's it's kind of cool to see, to be able to talk to him for us. But we are out of time. I'd love to <laughs> dive into that conversation a little bit more, but we are out of time. But we, before we close, do you have anything you want to add, Joe, before we, we, we close for the day? I do. I, this is going to sound like a plug, and I don't mean for it to be a plug. But Hey, plug away, man. No, nah, well, <laughs> one of the things that we at PriorityHealthEducation.com is we finally started uh, putting continuing education credits on our website. We've never really done it before because I've always believed in face-to-face -face live interaction with my students, whether it's doing uh, the ASTEP class back in the day, Emerson, or the STAR program that we, we, we do now. But we started putting these, these on there, and um, I want to give all of your listeners and um, uh, viewers a, a discount code. It's priority one, the number one, priority one. For the next 60 days or so, they get $15 off on any uh, continuing education credit that they want. Um, it's all through the BRPT. Um, take your pick. <laughs> take, take as many as you want. And we're doing this for two reasons. One, because we want to give back to the industry. And two, because the plug part is I want to, I want to make sure people know they can go to our website now and get continuing education credits. Well, thank you so much. That's very generous of you, Joe. And uh, to offer this to, to our listeners, that's a, that's a huge gift. And we thank you so much for that. Uh, could you say what the code is again, please? Yep, it's priority one, the number one, priority one. And $15 will get you either one or two credit um, continuing education program. Once again, that's huge. Thank you so much. And we'll be sure to include that in the, in the notes. And... With that being said, we thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. And we thank each and every one of you out there for joining us as well and listening to the show. Be sure to, to get your discounted credits. These, it's an amazing deal. Be sure to look into the show notes for the code, or if you heard it already here and you wrote it down, be sure to use that. And be sure 
to hit the like button. Be sure to hit the star ratings. Be sure to comment. And most importantly, be sure to share this with your friends and help this show keep growing and going. And until next time, we thank you so much. And we say lights on. All right. Now that was a wrap. And that was quite a show. Time for some post cows. What do you guys think? You know, as usual, we could have taken a lot more time with Joe to just even talk about his journey. I think that, you know, definitely his passion and love for sleep technology was just dripping off of him. He he has done so much. And just his that one statement, he uh, being able to do education for the rest of his life and even just break even at what he's bringing to to our industry just speaks volumes of his character. Right. And it's right. love for our bill that God, it was, it was so refreshing to hear that. You know, one of the things what he talked about and, you know, the old man shuffling and nobody realized it was Dr. Dement. I mean, Emerson, you and I, we, we managed to uh, capture that picture with him one yeah. day because he the was airport. just walking in the airport. He was walking <laughs> yeah. alone. Nobody knew who he was. Love and, that moment. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's true. People don't realize that you're walking among these stalwarts of, of the of the industry and it's it's a little sad to, to notice that and 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 i'm quite ha i was quite happy to hear that 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 was part of his passion is to educate the next generation and who were the ones who brought this to us i thought that was really important and we talked about his service to the nation i i found this as his service to the to the entire industry as a whole yep I, I love Joe. You know, he's a he's a super guy. I've been able to, to call on him for years. Um, even sometimes I swear last minute and say, hey, Joseph, I need a speaker at a conference. And he, he's ready to go. He, he never says no. And, and typically might be one of the first people to, to even volunteer. So, you know, they just don't make them like that anymore. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I appreciate the guy. And, and um, I'm so happy, you know, for him that he was that he's been able to, to move around in his career, work in different things. But, you know, it, it's very telling that, you know, where he has landed that, you know, maybe the, the job that he retires from um, is managing a sleep center in a, in a small hospital in Virginia. That's uh, interesting to, uh, interesting thing to think, uh, to think about rather a nice thought experiment is what will his future be? Cause he keeps talking, he kept talking, referring to the fact that, Hey, I'm an old guy and I'm going to give it up to somebody else kind of thing. And, uh, but what will he end up doing? Because he's done so much already. It's and to your point, he sounds like a really great guy. I haven't had a chance to meet him in a person except for here on this platform. But at the same time, such people, you always know that, that they're always in the background uh, working and making things happen and pushing the industry uh, ahead and ahead and ahead. Emerson, you look like you are thinking about something. The doorbell's about to ring and the dog's about to bark. So it's really high level thinking on my end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always some spice for our shows. So there's that. Well, yeah, honestly, when he was talking about, you know, he was interested in being an ocean engineer, I just could not help but think of the Seinfeld episode of the marine biologist. And I wanted to say something to the fact that, hey, don't, Joe, don't give up on your dreams. There may be a beach whale out there that you can pull a golf ball out of. <laughs> well, when you, without a doubt. No, it's, uh, that's so fun. You know, it's, I think for him, it, it, that does give us some encouragement that, 
you know, our careers can be, can go as far as we want them to go. And, you know, when you think about too, not to take us off course, I mean, we know from a recent survey that 25% of the sleep technology community is going to retire over the, within the next five years. They don't have to disconnect. There's mentoring, there's education, there's so many people that need that, that, that legacy experience infused into their lives. So, Joe's an, Joe's an example of how we don't have to stop, you know, continuing to breathe life into, into this field. Well, I, that kind of brings us to that last part of when he appreciated us for what we're doing here. And that gave me a lot more encouragement about our, our podcast as well. Um, with that, I think it's a good time to, to close. Everybody out there listening, thank you for validating us as well. And just keep doing it. Don't forget to share. And until next time, cheers. <laughs>